Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The Old Testament reading for the baptism of our Lord is from Isaiah, the 42nd chapter. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a faintly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands wait for his law. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it, and the spirit and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison those who sit in darkness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. About 500 years ago, Martin Luther, he produced not one, but two baptismal liturgies. Yes, two baptismal liturgies. The first was published in 1523 and the second in 1526. Now, I mention this because these original baptismal orders, these baptismal liturgies, they might sound a bit, well, peculiar, a little bit foreign to our modern Lutheran ears. Let me briefly describe these baptismal liturgies. First, at the beginning of the baptismal liturgy, the pastor would come and begin by, get this, by blowing on the eyes of the child. Yes, blowing on the eyes of the child, saying, Depart! <laughs> yes, depart, you unclean spirit, and make room for the Holy Spirit. Then the pastor would pray to God that God would break all the snares of the devil. And then the pastor would conclude with the words in this prayer, I adjure you, unclean spirit, by the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, that you come out and depart from this servant of God. The pastor then, now get this, the pastor then would then go, and he would actually spit on his fingers. And with that spit on his fingers, he would touch the child's nose and the child's ears, putting spit into the ears, saying, these words, Ephatha, that is be opened. Devil, flee, for God's judgment comes speedily. Now, as we hear this, I am sure it sounds a bit different. Maybe you are even thinking that it sounds perhaps like an exorcism. Yes, an exorcism. Now, dear friends, the baptismal liturgy from 500 years ago absolutely, hear this clearly, absolutely had an exorcist quality to it. You see, my friends, baptism, 
Baptism is no joke. As we already know here at St. Paul's, baptism is not some sort of fairy tale religious rite. Instead, baptism, baptism itself, is a hostile takeover. It's an expulsion of the devil. You see, in baptism, the devil is not only driven away from the baptized, but God actually comes and snatches the baptized person and places them where? In the holy ark of the Christian church. And so, dear friends, in baptism, a name was placed upon you, upon your head and your heart. You were separated from a multitude of believers. Indeed, you were separated from the multitude of unbelievers. You were clothed in the righteousness of Christ, and you received the light of Christ in baptism. Indeed, the devil, he was chased away as you were made a member of Jesus' church, an heir, and an heir of the treasures of heaven itself. To quote our reading this morning from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah, in baptism... We could say it this way. In baptism, as we heard here this morning, your blind eyes were made to see. You were brought out from the dungeon. You are no longer sitting in darkness, but placed in the marvelous light of Christ. God be praised. Now, with all that said, please listen. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. It is actually very important. Notice in the baptismal rites of Luther, those baptismal liturgies, as well as the liturgies in our hymnals, as well as what Isaiah says to us this morning, notice this. The Lord does not go into the prison cell to spruce things up. That is to say, the Lord does not come into the dark prison cell of sin and death and the devil to come and, well, perhaps spruce things up with a fresh coat of paint new curtains, and maybe a plush Martha Stewart area rug. The Lord, he also doesn't come to the doors of darkness and offer the devil honey and jams and jellies. He does not come with a fun basket of goodies to visit the kingdom of darkness while visiting us in the shadows of sin itself. That is to say, the Lord himself does not befriend the devil as he leaves us with lovely decorations covered with hearts while we are spiritually blind in a dungeon. No, instead, hear this. He gives you eyes to see. He snatches you from darkness. He brings you and me out of the dungeon, and then he rebukes the devil with all of his works and all of his ways. And so, baptized saints, you are made a citizen of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, in holy baptism. You are made a member of Christ. You are not of the world. You are not of the devil. You are not of darkness, but you belong to Christ. God be praised. This brings up several practical things, though. Some very practical things for you and me to consider this morning because of our baptism, obviously. First, because of your baptism into Christ, as we already heard, you are no longer of the world. You're no longer of darkness. That is to say, since you are baptized, since you belong to Jesus, since you have his name upon you, since you belong to the light, you can't and you won't join in the world's ways because, well, Jesus didn't join in the ways of the world either. 
And so it's actually okay, it's actually okay to be different from the world. Actually, I would say get used to it as the baptized. In other words, if the world is jumping, well, you and I, we may find ourselves sitting. If the world is excited, well, we may be sad. If the world is sad, we may perhaps even be happy. Again, the reason being, you and I do not belong to the world, but we belong to Christ, which means we will not do what the world always does. We will not join in the ways of the world because, again, Jesus did not sing their song and dance their routines. Mark this. There's an essential difference between the baptized, believers, and unbelievers. The former has nothing in common with the world and with the nature and the manner of the world because there's a fundamental difference between light and darkness, between sight and blindness, between freedom and bondage. Secondly, beware of Christians who are more interested in being approved by the world than being faithful to Christ, being faithful to Christ and remaining in their baptisms. In other words, you and I, we cannot make a deal with darkness The interest and the goals and the purpose of the kingdom of God and of the world lie in direct opposition. They actually go in direct opposite directions and thus they can never be reconciled. Those flirting with the world, every chance that they get will end up taking off their baptismal garments and becoming an enemy of God while making their bed with the evil one. And so beware. Thirdly, Jesus is very clear in the Gospel of John, the 17th chapter, that even though we are not of the world, indeed that we're not of the world because of our baptisms, we still nonetheless are in the world. Yes, we are still in the world. Keep in mind that when we are baptized, well, we're not really zapped out of this world. We're not baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then immediately zapped us to heaven. We're not immediately zapped unto heaven to avoid the trials and the persecutions of this world. Furthermore, our baptisms do not lead us to seclude ourselves from the world by going to the desert or hiding in some religious cultural monastery. That is not how it works. You see, as long as you still have breath, you will continue to operate in this dark world. But remember that even though you live and work and walk in this dark world, the Lord, uh, the Lord, he promises to preserve and protect you in your baptism. And so to the point, many days you will find yourselves interacting, rubbing shoulders with your neighbors in their dungeon. But never forget, never forget that the cell door is open for you and that you have the light of Christ. Fourthly, as we heard here from Isaiah, the world is dark, and it will continue to be dark. And so, my friends, do not be naive or surprised when the world does worldly things. That is to say, too many Christians actually, well, let's say it this way, they freak out when pagans do pagan things. Now, please hear me out clearly. I'm not condoning evil. But instead, we Christians need to wise up. We need to sober up and understand that bad trees will always produce bad fruit. And so we should not expect good fruit from a bad tree or get overly worked up when a bad tree produces bad fruit. The world is blind to sin and locked in darkness. And thus, we cannot expect a shining light 
from a dark dungeon cell. Things will only change at the very end when Christ comes again to toss the devil and his cohorts into the lake of fire and then refine everything by fire. And finally, we must remember that this Christian life is a life of returning always back to where we belong, back to our baptisms. You see, it's like this. Those dark prison cells of the world, they can become comfortable. They can become enticing. And so we Christians have a way of, well, wandering out of the light, back into the prison, and back into the darkness. This is how sin works. Sin comes along, it tempts us, it entices us into the shadows, it seduces us into blindness. And so without even noticing it, we can end up back in the dungeon. We can even end up locking that dungeon door behind us as we settle in a corpse's bed. But hear this. Hear the good news of the gospel. Our Lord is never content to let his wandering sheep go. He's never content to lose a lost coin. He's never content to give up on a prodigal son. And so daily, dear friends, you and I are called out of the world's prison cells back into the light, back to our baptisms where we belong. Daily, the Holy Spirit, through the word, will lead us to repent of our wandering hearts. And daily, the Holy Spirit meets you and me with the words of Jesus to pronounce the forgiveness of sins that you are forgiven for Christ's sake. And so that powerful dynamite gospel that actually comes and it blows open the prison's bars. It snatches us back out of the dungeons of sin and darkness and hell itself and it places us right back where you belong in your baptism, abiding in Jesus, resting in forgiveness, resting in life, salvation, and yes, freedom. Baptized saints, baptized saints, the gospel has opened your eyes. You have been snatched from darkness unto light. You belong to Christ. And so continue to abide in Christ, always returning back to your baptisms in repentance and faith, because that is where you belong. You do not belong to the misery of sin. You do not belong to the ignorance of the dark world. You do not belong to the sorrow of death. You do not belong to the wickedness of evil. You do not belong in the world's dark dungeon, but you belong in the bright light of Christ, in the clear day of the gospel with a free conscience. Christ has snatched you into the light, and he has given you a clean conscience through the forgiveness of sins. He has given you confidence assurance by an empty tomb, and he has given you a hopeful faith, for you are baptized. You are baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you. 